This Satellite Sisters TV recap is brought to you by the Satellite Sisters store. That's right, people. We've introduced some new items for the holidays over at the Satellite Sisters Cafe Press store. If you want to shop with us, go to SatelliteSisters.com. You're going to love it. We have more Stay Noisy products. We have Urban Nana products. We have Nana Camp products. And we have our new slogan, Friendship is the New Cardio. I don't really know what that means, but our sister Liz thought it was great. Check out SatelliteSisters.com, look in the nav bar, click on shop, find all you need for the holidays for your Satellite Sisters. You're listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is the Satellite Sisters weekly recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. This week, we're doing the episode, The Magic Rake. Julie, uh-huh. I mean, did you understand that extended metaphor? Because I sure didn't, no matter. Well, Leanne, I was waiting the whole episode for it, for the meaning to be revealed to me. And uh-huh. it wasn't until that final bedroom scene that I kind of got what they were talking yeah. about. Yes. It's a stretch. I don't know. It makes me wonder. But uh, but other, all in all, an excellent episode. I, I, I love this. You know, the first couple episodes have been very rough, Leanne. You know, we had the Serious, bombing. Yeah. You know, yes, they're just... Lots of serious topics, long speeches. This felt like we were in a groove, that Madam Secretary was doing her diplomatic stuff and things were happening around her. I I would agree. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles. My sister Julie Dolan is in Dallas, Texas. We apologize for not doing last week's episode. We were both traveling and it it just didn't happen. So, um, (laughs) But we're here now. We're here now. It's kind of like like a magic rake, Leanne. I think that's what it was. Yeah, there it is. I would like to comment on last week's episode that I agree. I don't understand boba either. And it is the drink of the millennials. It's eating, it's drinking, it's chewing. Uh, People stand in line here for hours in the hot sun in Los Angeles at the hot boba spots. I don't get it. Uh, I hope it doesn't come to Dallas, Leanne. That's what I'm hoping. (laughs) All right. But this week on the show, it was really a, a tale of three guest stars. I mean, we had all of our regulars, except Sarah Ram- Ramirez, who is MIA. We don't know where she is. But uh, it was really a show about the three excellent guest stars. Our favorite, Minister Chen, is back. You know, he works the diplomatic corps for China. We know that he and Bess have their frenemies. You know, their friends, their mm-hmm. enemies. It's a dynamic relationship on screen. Great to see him. How great was it to see Mike B back, Joel? I know. It was exciting. And the dog, and he was being such a responsible dog owner, Leanne. Very <laughs> dramatic footage. Maybe the first time in episodic television series history that one of the main character characters actually picks up the poop of its dog. Yeah, right? I agree. Because you know what? I mean, uh, it's hard when you're on the phone and you got to do that business. It's hard to do. So I, I appreciated that extra effort. I did, Julie. I liked it. And then we had an appearance by Sister Anne. She's just a random nun that somehow blew past State Department security, but she offered comfort exactly when Daisy needed it. So we're going to break down the show by those three storylines, the Minister Chan storyline, the Mike B storyline, and the Sister Anne storyline. All right. Minister Chen's storyline. Oh, this got fairly complicated. It started with what was an exciting invitation to Fashion Week in Milan. Julie Blake was really over the moon about it, wasn't he, Leanne? Yeah. He was was just drooling at the opportunity to go to Fashion Week in Milan, 
the clothes, the food, the wine. It was all going to happen. Yeah. And I was excited to see Madam Secretary get out of those suits. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're going to we're going to talk about okay. that. Lynn. All right. I, we, we really need to discuss I know. Yes. What's it's happening? getting dull. What's it's happening? Dullsville is happening, Leanne. Okay. All right. So she declines the invitation, but then there's a tragic factory fire at a garment factory. It ends up killing about 15 Chinese workers. And so what they're taking on here in this whole storyline is the idea of factory conditions, factory safety measures, and, you know, countries around the world signing on to this uh, fair work and trade agreement that Bess has been pushing for years. And so that's, that's the basic premise. So that right, is, but, what- and this is a rip from the headlines kind of a storyline, Leanne, because they have had terrible factory fires in Bangladesh. They re- reference that in the show, you know, and this is the kind of thing where, contractors and subcontractors employing illegal immigrants, you know, and not paying them and having them work in terrible working conditions, life-threatening working conditions. So that, I thought that was a good centerpiece for the show. It's an excellent centerpiece. Yes. She's problem solving that one today. Uh, It's complicated by China, which just has sort of unconstrained, you know, labor and environmental standards. So that, you know, we knew that, but they needed to say that in the show. And uh, it's all set around on the backdrop of this fashion week, but then other things are happening too. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Bess potentially running for president, or she is, but she hasn't declared it yet. And then we find out Minister Chen is uh, is trying to work his way into the presidency of China. I mean, that yeah. was fantastic storyline. And how about that super secret top uh, scrambler coder telephone <laughs> that he was using to call Beijing, Lian? Is that now, what you your know, husband? Would... Is that what your husband uses when he calls into the CIA? Is that, does he use one of the you red know, phone? I have faulted Bess and Henry <laughs> for getting on their cell phones and just chatting all over the world on unsecure lines. I mean, Lian, you were looking at it. That was a secure. <laughs> telephone line. <laughs> so, uh, and one note on this storyline crossover. I, I don't know if you picked this up, Julie, but the prime minister of Italy, he yes. plays Julia Louis-Dreyfus's ex-husband on Veep. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. Right. I was like, right. How about the accent threw me off, Leanne? Yeah. I know. He was very adept at that accent, but I was like, that's the, that's the, you know, the dog ex-husband. Right. Uh, okay. So, but this really boils down to this U.S. versus China, uh, Bess versus Chen. And there is a moment when they, you know, Bess, China threatens some tariffs because they don't like what Bess said. And then they enact the tariffs. And then Bess is like, well, I'm coming at you on this. And Chen and Bess are sitting in a hotel room in Milan, we suppose. And we hear, you know, that he is interested in becoming the president of his country and mm-hmm. she is interested in becoming the president of her country. So couldn't we just, Chen suggest, just back off each other for a few days and then we right. can make history together. I loved that scene. I mean, yeah. I love that actor. I love the dynamic between the two of them. I thought that was a fantastic scene. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But Bess doesn't back off, does she, Leanne? She Unfortunately. does. <laughs> she cooks. First of all, she could have. She could have had like her, one of her best buddy frenemies you know, as the premier or president of China. Yeah. And, uh, but no, she's, you know, she's like a dog going after a bone. She wants that agreement and she's not going to back down. Right. Well, maybe she was mad because I couldn't believe it when Chen like hung up on her, hung up the sat phone, yeah. like boom, yeah. closed the screen. 
But that's right. So she pulls some trickaroo tricky thing, like eight chairs on the stage oh, of all I these know. countries, but only seven foreign leaders. Where's China? It was cheesy. I, I thought... <laughs> I thought that was a really low blow. Yeah, I mean, that has been done. Hasn't that been done by every, like, bad politician <laughs> everywhere? Yeah. Well, Bess, you're, you're better than that, Bess. Huh. You didn't have to do that. All right. So, uh, so... Ultimately, though, Chen is not uh, nominated to be the president of his country. The current president of China in our fictional China, Li, decides, you know what? I I like it here. I'm just going to stick around, which is pretty much what the current actual president of China has done. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard practice in non-democratic countries. Yeah, once you get to be the leader, it's a pretty good deal. So they hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, so we see, first of all, we see a couple of moving scenes between these two, which I like these two old foes, these old frenemies. But then there's a scene at the end where Chen sort of defies uh, whoever is on the other end of that red secret secure phone. (laughs) And he goes to the factory and he lays a wreath there, uh, memorializing the 15 Chinese workers that have died. So we have this sense of what could have been. But what won't be, you know, things I thought will... Chen took it very well. The disappointment of not becoming president of China. He's like, well, he got he sort of put his shoulders up and he's like, OK, all right, back to work. I will serve my country. Here I go. You know, mm-hmm. and on he went. Yeah. And and he went back to back in with Bess and they both decided to back off on the tariffs and the sanctions and sort of scale back um, the hostilities. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we learn Chen has a daughter. I feel like she's going to factor into something. <laughs> you yes. know, in some future sure. episode, she'll be kidnapped, kidnapped? or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. too. Yeah, because they spent a lot of time. We got, we, you know, he's reading her Alice in Wonderland, and she's learning multiple languages. And yeah, but all in all, an excellent episode. And when we talked to um, Lori McCreary and Barbara Hall, the EP and creators of Madam Secretary, they said they love Chen. Like, he's a very popular character with the fans, and they enjoy writing for him. So that, clearly, that was a... a you know, an episode that those actors could really dig into. Okay. Uh, guest star number two, Mike B is back. You know, why do we love Mike B, Julie? He's a reverend. He's got the dog. Like he just, he's just funny and charming, isn't he? Yes. And he's sort of like barging in, um, always to his, her office or sleeping on the couch. And, you know, he just has no filter. He'll say whatever he needs to say. And he's really trying to back, you know, get best, she needs to get on the money train, and She needs to start raising a lot of money if she wants to become president of the United States. Julie, are you talking about the best express? <laughs> oh, Leanne. I mean, I yeah. love that. When Mike V said, let's get on the best express, I was like, let's get on it, Mike V. So here's the backstory. Here's why he shows up. In the beginning, Bess is improbably on jury duty, although public figures do do that every once in a while to make a giant yeah. show of it. Bess, on the other hand, just forgot to reschedule <laughs> So Which, that's I thought funny. that was cute. I, I yeah. found that part of it charming. And she's sitting there in the jury pool pool room with the two Secret Service agents on either side of her. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she is dismissed from jury duty. Um, but as she's leaving, she literally bumps into a, a single mom who is about to go to jail because of with some moving violations and she couldn't. No, af- like her husband didn't pay the car insurance. The car insurance, right. right. And, but, she- and he, but he said, it's okay. You can keep driving the car without the car insurance, her ex-husband. Yeah. You can keep driving without the car insurance. 
And she did that and she got a ticket and they took her license. So, oh, and you can keep driving with an expired license. And so one thing led to another, Leanne, and all of a sudden she was facing jail time, you know, and she's a single mom. I love this little vignette. Because I, you know, you feel like that probably happens a lot. A you know, lot. People are, people are going along in life, and then one little bump, and it can really derail you. And this, you know, she was that was that was sort of a chance encounter between this Madam Secretary and this woman, Kaylin, in the, in the halls of uh, the courthouse. But I thought it was well done. And Bess, of course, she can't. She she asked to butt in. She'd come sit over here, tell me your problems. And I thought at the time, like, did Bess go to law school when she's telling her what to do? I mean, some of those people in, in, in Washington, they all seem to have law degrees and then six other degrees. So I don't know. Did I miss that part of her backstory or what? I know she has well, multiple Well, she was degrees. a UV. She went to, she was a history professor. That's what UV. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, she seemed to know just enough about courtroom procedure. And then she handed this young woman, Kaylin, her card and said, listen, if you have any problems. And sure enough, she had some problems. She couldn't get the public defender to do this and the legal aid society to do that. So in a sort of a, you know, best light bulb moment, she decides to swap out Mike B's enthusiasm for the best express <laughs> for yeah. representing this poor woman in the courtroom. I loved that courtroom scene. I wish we had one of those every week for no apparent reason. <laughs> I, I agree, Leanne. I wish that's the way our jurisprudence system worked. That Mike B could just breeze in. Could be in the 15-minute parking spot and settle the case. Yes. That was great. I was like, oh, gosh, it's a procedural right in the middle of this drama. I love when he said, I'm in 15-minute parking. Um, yeah. So no surprise there. He wins the day. He's going to pay. He gets the fine down to $250, which he's going to pay. But he's got to run because he's in the 15-minute parking. And... Um, the avenging angel of justice, Mike that, B. There he was. That yeah. was funny. So at the end, what we see is we see, you know, Bess is traded in this favor. He, she finally says to Mike B, I'm going to run for president. And I loved his reaction. He was like, yes. And he just jumps up. And I thought, oh, I, I think that was surprised uh, Taya Leone there in the scene. She looked genuinely <laughs> surprised. So and and he, you know, he's been saying you got to figure out your your signature domestic issue. And she, his face when she says, I think it's going to be criminal justice reform. He was like, oh, yeah, but she's right. You know, you shouldn't go to jail just because you're poor. And that that is what happens when you can't pay the fines and then fines add up to fines. And that's a true story. So that really happens all over the country. So I just love Mike B's face. He's like, okay, criminal justice reform. (laughs) reform." (laughs) But I'm excited that he's going to be back in the mix some more. Yes. He he brings a lot of life to the show. So he's a good character. And, of course, we love dogs. So uh, there you have it. All right, now we have Sister Anne, the nun that that shows up. She sort of shows up out of the blue. Uh, Daisy is struggling with a, a really she's troubled by a weighty issue. Basically, it's the safety of her daughter and herself. I know, but, but we don't know what it is. No. Jay tries to Jay tries to find out, like have a chat to chat or heart to heart chat with um, with Daisy, sort of the way Nadine would be uh, used to be have uh, chats with Daisy. But Daisy's not buying it. She's, no. and she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, I don't want to go to Milan. Just send uh, my number two in uh, command there. She'll do a good job. And, uh, you know, she just sent Jay on her way. Right. Yes. So but then this nun shows up and um, 
and and the nun claims uh, that you know State Department security. Oh, you tell them you're a nun, you can just get through. <laughs> I, I have to say, say you're not buying that. I, I've been to the State Department a couple times and gone through there, like security and. They have the scariest dogs I have ever seen at the front. It's the security area of the State Department. I think they're like dressed like a nun. I don't think that trick actually actually works. But okay. But she's there because her class has won this civics award. They fundraised for six months to all get to Washington, D.C. They were promised a meeting with the Secretary of State if they won this essay, essay class. And of course, now Bess is in Italy for Fashion Week. So the nun says to Daisy, hey, you know, I have a classroom of black and brown kids. You're a black woman working here in the State Department. Can't we meet with you? They need to meet with someone. And that's when Daisy breaks down in a really emotional speech about her fear and unease of raising a black daughter in a country where white nationalists are rising. I, so she calls back to I was to the, very surprised by that speech, weren't you, Lynn? I, I, I mean, will. I didn't know. I didn't know what was wrong with yeah. Daisy. But I was very surprised that's what it was. And it was so moving and believable and credible. And it really made, you know, sort of really made you stop and think about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, understandably, she's worried. But then, right, she was very close to it, it like the fictional Daisy. But obviously, it's happening every day in our news. And we know they like to do that. And Madam Secretary work in all these themes from contemporary news into the shows. And I was just happy that Daisy got some meaty, two meaty speeches because she's a terrific actress. You know, we haven't seen a lot of her. I know she was on maternity leave for reals last season <laughs> and things like that. But sometimes, you know, it's nice when the, the staff gets to rise up and have a moment and she got two. So she had this very emotional, like, confession to the nun because, you know, people love nuns. Uh, and people do. confess to nuns. They, they got to tell them the tr tr truth. Nuns and Sister Anne was very empathetically. Yes. And then she managed to, you know, convince Daisy, like, these kids need to see you. You're the one they need to see. So then we get to see her again. She has a really, another great speech where the first one was all about fear and unease and the second one was all about hope. Uh, so she had two great speeches in this episode and we got to see, you know, what looked like the inner workings of the State Department and they were excited to be there and the kids and she said, you know, imagine yourself here on your toughest days when this country's not there for you. Imagine yourself here. And then they walk into MSEC's office and there's the president. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a nice little surprise that Daisy yes, pulled it off. Was. Okay? Yeah. That was good. I didn't, I didn't expect him to be there. No, right? no. Okay. Now he's no, yeah, I understand you have your reservations. <laughs> I just think Bess is more dynamic than the right. president. So, so, but yes, he is the president of the United States and the kids seemed genuinely excited. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end, everybody hugs the nun. Everybody hugs Sister Anne. And, yeah. uh, and maybe she'll appear again. But it was just nice to see Daisy get some screen time for a substantial issue. So uh, so those were our three uh -huh. here's, here's Oh, Leon, here's what I think could happen. Because, you know, Henry, Henry spent the whole episode sort of getting out of his job at the War College, yeah. where he's been yes. on faculty, in order to, so that he can take over his new position as ethics advisor to the president. Perhaps Henry will put Sister Anne on some <laughs> ethics commission, Leon, and we'll get to see more of Sister Anne. It's a good idea. It's a good idea, Jill. Maybe she'll get his parking spot at the War College. We don't yes. know. We don't know. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Henry this time. He was in some key scenes. Julie, was that the first time we had seen the cabinets lighted in the kitchen? 
Had you ever noticed that design detail before? No, Leanne. I think that's a very good call. Good observation. I was like, wow, that's fancy. Yeah, it was very sparkly. That scene was a little disorienting to me because Henry was making so much noise, uh, banging those pots as he was drying and washing them. He was making a lot of noise in the scene, didn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I I was actually, frankly, just distracted by the new lighting in the cabinet. And then... (laughs) And then she just put that fake whipped cream on that waffle. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what they were going to do. She was taking it up to her bedroom. Who to knows? watch the Great British Baking Show, yeah. so, which is enjoyable. It's relaxing <laughs> after a hard day of diplomacy. That's what I'd watch. All right. Our binder's full of blouses. Uh, okay. I, I just I feel like the black bra situation is out of control now. It's, it's like, they're, <laughs> like they're, we called it firstly in last season. Okay. It's wrong, Leanne. Okay, she's the Secretary of she's State. Secretary of State. Women don't do that. I don't. We, professional we, women do not wear black bras under their white blouses. I, like you know, yeah, it's aggressive. It's an aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive now. Last season, I had a hard time spotting it, but this season, it's every scene. Well, she yeah. doesn't. That's my other beef. She needs some new blouses. I mean, oh, oh gosh, it's okay. Dullsville. It's Dullsville. It's a little dull. Yeah, there was a little that silver blouse that she was wearing with the blue blazer and the gray pants. That had a little shine, mm-hmm. but but I mean, where is the variety? Where are mm. the dresses? Where are the skirts and mm. the sweaters? Where's where's some of the even some of those. Big giant sleeve shirts, something. <laughs> we need something, Leanne. That's true. That's true. She has. She's moved away from the 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 she, shirts with the highly well maybe, improbable sleeves. Yeah, to the to maybe might be can like hire a stylist <laughs> and get her like jazzed up. Perhaps, perhaps her daughter's going to take on mm. that role for the campaign, Leanne. Mm-hmm. That might be possible. Oh, that'd be fun. It was a good suit when she wore the uh, suit in Italy. Like that was a yes. very sharp suit, but it was a suit. I mean, I was hoping. I mean, I know she's a world leader, but I was hoping for a dress or something. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Now, I do. I'm hats off to the Commerce Secretary because she wore a series of dramatic headscarves yes, for her yes, me- for her meetings yeah. in the Oval Office. Yeah, something I haven't seen with any of our Commerce Secretaries. No. and so there she was. Yes, very dramatic. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine our current Commerce Secretary in headscarf. Wouldn't no, be don't, don't do that, Leanne. And let's not imagine it's him in jarring. A- it's a jarring picture. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not imagine him in a crop top. Although I think Allison looked adorable. I loved her in her brief appearance. Uh, she she looks like she's a fashion student. She's out of the school uniforms. She's in the crop top. I know they're coming back. Allison is exactly the right age and stage of life to wear that crop top. She looked great. She did, and I love the bangs. It's yep. all working for her. Yep. So maybe she will, you know, put a little zip in her mother's wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, maybe they'll just go to a black tie event or something next week. <laughs> I mean, I know you can't really bring it to a funeral, and they've been to a couple of those lately. It just, I don't know. Feels- well, and the other thing is she worked, Madam Secretary worked very hard this entire episode on the trade agreement. Yeah. And the way we know she worked very hard is because her shirt was always untucked and was- baggy in every scene. That was to signal to us viewers that she is working around the clock on the trade agreement. Yeah. But I mean, she was work- wearing that shirt in D.C. She's wearing it in Milan. She didn't change on the plane. She didn't do one of those. No, she's working. She's working on that plane to Milan. 
So, uh, so that's it. Um, Jewel, anything else? I think those were my major points, Leanne. The okay. Peter, Peter Frampton t-shirt that yeah. she wore to bed. I'm not, I, and that's when the whole golden rake came up, Leanne. Yeah. It's still a miss. It's somewhat of a mystery it's a mis- <laughs> to us. I, I, I'm still pondering the significance of the t-shirt and the golden rake yeah. metaphor. Maybe it's a long arc story, you know, maybe it's going to, maybe it's going to unfold over three or four episodes. Um, okay. Uh, let's see anything else. I think that's it. We promise we'll be more on a regular schedule. It's just the last week. Ironically, I was in Washington DC last week. I should have mentioned that. The reason we didn't do it is because I was in DC meeting with we were meeting, with, meeting with the Secretary of State, no doubt, I or was, somebody. I was meeting with people about okay. stuff. Uh, so was not I was not at the State Department, but I was with several former ambassadors at one point. Um, very interesting. Okay. Uh, it's all classified, Jill. I can't talk about it. <laughs> okay. You're not going to read me in on this? No. Nope, okay. Thanks, nope. sister. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You know, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. If you haven't listened to our regular podcast, we invite you to do so. It's it's the sound of friendship on the air. It's a podcast for and a pep talk for modern women, and we'd love to have you join us. You can find it wherever you're listening to this show. You can find Satellite Sisters. We have a couple of great special guests coming up. I don't think I can announce them yet, but you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, and uh, yes, it's going to be a great holiday season it for is Satellite gonna, Sisters it listeners, is. and you don't want to miss this. So, so easy to you know download the podcast and enjoy. Yes. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs> <laughs>